full of booze and liquor It's getting me fucked up so quick I sound smooth and sicker Two kegs of natty ice for the cheapest price Keep us wake at night Fill the void in this vacant life Like you're clearer than you were last time Well, I'm, I, well, I'm, not, I'm not drinking <laughs> So, yeah, sober Adam today that, that's, okay, that's a good well, thing Well, you know why? It's because we're celebrating an anniversary What anniversary are we celebrating? I guess we should talk about the fact that this is our second podcast or two point or third. I don't know. What is it? Two, three. We actually, we don't actually have to, we can just, like, eh, let's well, I'm just, just I've just listed the successful ones that say, you know, where they're at. That's all. Oh, okay. And this is podcast number three, then this, no. is, Dar- this is Darian. You're Adam. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to take a page out of your book because when we were talking last night about talking about how we met, I realized it was actually 20 years ago this month. Was it 20 years ago this month? I started the Prado February 20 years ago. I don't think, I think I was still in culinary school 20 years ago. No, 2002, right? Uh, yeah. Two, oh, yeah. Did Yeah. No, no, was I? See, now I can't even remember. Well, it's because it was 20 years ago. I think you were probably high. No, because Sept- September, uh, September 11th, was, I was still in, I was still in culinary school. That was 2001. Yes, and then I don't think I had my internship till like March of 2002. So we probably met like so. Okay, so next month. All right, so it's yeah, the next 19, couple months. 19 years and 11 months. I mean, yes. if you really want to get technical, I do want to get technical, super I technical. Could look, I could call my ex-wife. I guarantee you, she sells my pay stubs from Prado, and we could, you know, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Because you were there before I started. Was I there before you started? Yeah, because I started downstairs in banquet and catering because Jeff originally hired me thinking that I'd be the next kitchen manager and I was like too big of a shit show. And then they moved me upstairs to saute and you were already in pantry. Because I remember when I was doing my internship, I was working with that crazy pastry chef and I was doing I was doing penny. I yeah, remember penny. penny and I was doing breads like I was doing panini bread like two days a week and then i was doing pantry three days a week and yeah i don't remember you in the bake shop i just remember you at pantry yeah it was like <laughs> monday tuesdays i was covering for the other guy who 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 did it five days a week and i was just covering for him and i was making like pumpernickel for other restaurants and paninis for for okay. lunch they had a huge fucking bake shop there they did the whole that downstairs prep, that whole wait, prep kitchen there's... wait can you are you on wi-fi can you get off wi-fi i can like, get off whenever i need to I feel like your your sound is better when you're not on Wi-Fi. Well, I feel like it's better when I'm sober too. But who's really? There's really right. I'm off Wi-Fi. Is that better? No, it's actually worse. Oh, well, you know, was your call, <laughs> not mine, Mister uh, Mister Technical Guy over there? All right, hold on. Maybe I'll get on somebody else's Wi-Fi. As you, maybe that's better. Get on your neighbor's Wi-Fi. It's probably better. All right, how's that? Uh, I don't know if they have Wi-Fi. <laughs> probably not. But yeah, their whole downstairs was really big. I mean, they were they were doing like 800 people banquets out of, out of that downstairs. Yeah, the year we were there, they did, I think it was 25 million in the restaurant, 25 million in, in banquet and catering in 2000. And then, and then when the Super Bowl was in town, they did the whole... That was just stupid. Playboy party there, which yeah, was and, awesome. And Sun Microsystems uh, NFL Players Banquet. Oh, did they do that too? It was the night before. Okay. They, that... Yeah, they used the whole ballroom, man. It was crazy. I ended up working the cold bar again. Oh, really? I think that's why my I have trigger finger. 
my one finger is shucking oysters at the Prado for the NFL Players Banquet and Mother's Day. <laughs> that was that was a nightmare. No, I was gonna say I remember I went I was gonna work for you for the for the Playboy party, and they were like, no, no, you don't need to. Just turn around and go home. And then I just yeah. turned around and went home. Yeah, I was, I was like, gonna give you my badge. Yeah, you were gonna give me your badge, and they were yeah. like, no, please, please disperse, please yeah. disperse of the premises. Well, well, Hef was there, but he was like, remember how the Prado had that upstairs area and on one corner it had like a little test kitchen and on the other one it had like those suites for people to get ready. And he was in the back corner suite with security and women and all kinds of crap. Well, that was also, was that after the Jerry Rice incident? It might've been after the Jerry Rice incident. My Jerry uh, Rice that incident. Would, that would make, that would, Jerry? That would make <laughs> all the sense. <laughs> yeah, it was because it was just after the strip club opened. Yes, so you, need to tell, you should tell that story. So I feel like people need to know what they're dealing with. I was that was a time in my life when I was drinking Hennessy, which was you know right after culinary school. I started drinking Hennessy in culinary school. So we were having an employee, quote unquote, employee party. Everybody was like, meet at the Prado. All right, pause. For those of you who don't know anything about this, which is probably everybody. The Prado where we met was owned by the Cohen Restaurant Group, and they had a bunch of restaurants, and they just opened up the swanky restaurant called The Strip Club downtown, where it was come in, order your steak, comes out raw, and you cook it yourself, which to me never made any sense, because why the fuck am I going to pay 40 bucks for steak just after cook it? Like, I'll just go home. There's a couple uh, restaurants then, that have lived by that motto, though, or by that. The, the Strip Club, the, the, the Turf Club. So it was the, we, we were launching The Strip Club, and it was an employee appreciation party at The Strip Club continue quote unquote because they were yeah. letting everybody in so, i don't feel like they appreciated us when we were there <laughs> no they did not <laughs> no. i mean so maybe the rest of the story has something to do with that yeah so i i was drinking <laughs> hennessy with like one of the one of the waiters i think he was either a busboy or he was a waiter and i showed up and i was like almost completely blackout drunk to the strip club i was drinking hennessy mixed with lemonade it was in a brisk one liter <laughs> one liter bottle the, Jesus Christ, the gm was like i know that's not lemonade can you please pour that out and i was like no no it's lemonade it's just dark lemonade he's like pour it out or you can't come in so it's an i was arnold, it's an arnold hennessy <laughs> aid so, so i was like fine i threw it out i had another drink there i ended up going to the bathroom to throw up i'm throwing up i like fall on the ground and I'm under the stall and there's Jerry Rice using the urinal and I look up and I'm like Jerry is is that you he looked down on me he started laughing at me he definitely I, looked down on you he he looked down on me in more ways than one <laughs> he's he's like who the fuck is this asshole who's this drunk asshole the guy that I came with ended up picking me up carrying me out this was like when I was a buck 50, buck 60. Picked me up, carried me out, threw me in his car. I passed out and I, I don't remember the rest of the night. Uh, that, was the, that was the first party you blacked out at. The second one, I don't know. Did you black out at the Christmas party? I did, kind of. I mean, I was way drunk. That, at that point in my life, I was taking bottles of liquor with me wherever I went, which. Well, I had just dislocated. So the Christmas party for the Prado, 2000, it was 2002, circa 2002. And the, my, my, so my ex-wife and I had actually taken a little bit of break. And I was seeing this chick named Kathy Tran, who was a total train yeah, wreck. No names. Oh, uh, 
CT traffic can. And uh, it was a, she was just this very uh, train wreck of a human being. Um, she was amazing in bed, which most crazy women are just ask the last chick I was with. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a feminist, I don't mean that like rude. I'm just saying that's my, been my experience, but uh, she was there and I just dislocated my shoulder and they had handed me a 30 script of Vicodin. When you walked in with, fuck, what was it? It was one of the, I think it was a bus boy, wasn't it? Uh, probably. Cause you were already like pretty lit with your, I think you had like a cream color Kangol on. And we were talking about my shoulder. You're like, oh, word. They give you anything for that? I was like, yeah, Vicodin. You're like, you got them? I was like, yeah, man, I got all 30. Here you go. And you're like, fuck yeah. You pop the thing. <laughs> I think you like, you started hitting them like Tic Tacs, man. Like straight from the vial. And I was just like, oh, let's, just, let's see where this one goes. And that's when they stopped giving out drink tickets and pretty much didn't invite us anywhere ever again. I think that was the last one we were allowed to go to. I remember because I was drinking Bacardi Limon that night because I, one of my old uh, culinary school buddies like was down and I took him. And one of the other guys that went to culinary school was there. But I don't, uh, I barely, he was like this white dude that was always drunk. I don't remember him. No, he oh, wasn't, didn't we didn't go to culinary school. You went to culinary school after. No, before. Um, oh, no, I did. I went after. No, you went after. Yeah, 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 I was a boomerang child that way. Um, and we were drinking Bacardi Limon in memories of all the times in San Francisco we were drinking Bacardi Limon. And I was I was done. I, I, I should not have been popping pills or drinking. And I still went out after drinking and then completely shit the bed after that. See, I ended up in uh, um, CT's car that night with her, even oh, though we really? were like, yeah, even though we weren't together anymore. Oh. <laughs> and that was a, that was a, did I ever tell you about my Cardi Lamont story? No. I was in Arizona. I was working at the Phoenician Resort. And uh, I was going out with some friends. And there was a place in Phoenix called, uh, what was it? It was, um, shit, it was something Pure Platinum Club. I think it was like Sadie's Pure Platinum Club. And it was an 80s club. And we're like, all right, cool. And everybody dressed in 80s. And so we pull up. It was like mid-July, man. So it was hot as shit outside. We get out of the car and I had a handle of Bacardi Limon and like an idiot, <laughs> I crack the lid. I, I take the, the plastic like pour spout off the top. So I just have wide open volume and I start chugging it as I'm walking towards the door, which is about 60 yards from the car. I clear the handle. I look at the doorman. I drop in the trash can. I walk inside and that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> Somehow I woke up on my futon in my living room. I didn't turn my air conditioner on. It was like, 1 30 the next afternoon and the summer sun is just pouring through my back don't buy my back slider door and i had a ziploc bag of water over my head which i can only assume somewhere in the night i've got ice i'm laying there and i'm staring at this at this water i'm thinking to myself i'm like oh i gotta get up and go to the bathroom and the thought of me having to get up i've just started throwing up all over my apartment like i couldn't even move i was i literally rolled to the side so i wouldn't choke to death and just murdered my carpet <laughs> so bad I, I've sworn it off ever since, man. That's the one drink I just, I've never gone back to. I think that was the last time I drank Bacardi Limon because in culinary school, I drank, it was either Hennessy or the Limon. <sighs> and the Limon had me throwing out up out of a second story apartment once into somebody's parking parking lot. Absolutely sure. My, buddy, my buddy's apartment's parking lot. And I was just throwing up out the window, cussing at people in Spanish and then throwing out the window some more. Because, you no. know, as you yeah. should, when you're being apologetic for being a messy, <laughs> messy drunk, you should definitely cuss them out in Spanish. Yeah. Well, that's their fault. They shouldn't be walking there right then. That's how <laughs> I, you know, it's funny that we're actually because I we had no uh, I, don't, I don't think Bacardi Limon was ever on the agenda for today. But 
um, one of my old best friends back in the day was drinking. We were at, so we were at one of my friend's house and we were having some sort of weird party. And the dude that had the, the, the apartment went passed out. It was Buddha. Um, I can use that name. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely use that name. And I can tell, and it was Jeremy, who, Jeremy is what, 6'3", you think? Oh, six no, 6'4", six, at least. And what, like 290, 280? 60, muscle, a yeah, little bit of fat. A little bit, not anymore. Oh, but really? he was like, a, yeah, he was like an inverted triangle. The guy was just big as hell. And we're sitting there and we'd ordered pizza and he kept getting, remember the old, that disgusting beer, uh, bull, uh, it had a, like a red bulldog on it. No. Which one? Red Dog Ale? No, I don't know it. So Red Dog Ale was disgusting. It was a malt liquor. So he would drink them down past the long neck and then fill it back up with Bacardi Limon. And, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yo, my man, like, I don't know if I'd be doing that. He's like, no, this is delicious. I'm like, dude, these are not delicious. And I guarantee you, you're going to get sick. He's like, nope, I can hold mine. I was like, all right, man. He's laying on the couch and he's got his legs over the arm of the couch. So his knees are like on the arm and his feet are kind of dangling. And he's got his eyes closed for a minute. I was like, oh, here it comes, man. I could like I could see it coming. His whole face started turning red. And he comes up over the arm of the couch and stands straight up and wobbles, man, like a like a fucking flag in the wind. I was like, yo, you all right? He's like, yeah, my, my throat feels kind of funny. I'm like, funny. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, bro, head to the bathroom. He's like, no, no. It's just my throat. I was like, I grabbed him, I run him into the bathroom, and I literally get him to the court and he starts vomiting everywhere. And I fucking shoved him in there. I shut the door behind me. And it was probably a good 15 minutes before we went and checked on him. And he was laying half in the puke. Sink was running. He had his hand under the water. And so we picked him up and we tossed him in the shower, hosed him off. And the bathroom was just like, man, it looked like something got murdered in there. There was like <laughs> fucking pizza cheese strung over the toilet. It was disgusting. I grabbed one of Buddha's towels and with my feet, like I was trying not to throw up. Man. I had my nose in my shirt. I'm like, bloop, bloop. I had my towel. I had his towel on my feet. I'm trying to wipe it all up. And I kicked the towel in the corner. I was like, fuck that. Shut the door. We go to bed, man. The next morning, he comes out of the shower. Buddha comes out of the shower. Jeremy's like, I don't know. We don't even know where he went. Um, at that time, we didn't know where he's at. Buddha comes out of the shower, and he's got the towel wrapped around his waist. And I was like, oh, man. Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, uh, you didn't smell that? Like, I'm pretty sure that was rank. Buddha shows up like 30 minutes later with breakfast. Or uh, Jeremy shows up like 30 minutes later with breakfast burritos. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I thought we'd all be hungry. I was like, how'd you go from fucking blackout throwing up in a bathtub to breakfast burritos man that dude sprung back well i mean i probably went right to his muscle he sobered up yeah well he threw most of that poison i mean that that beer who makes his red beer and bacardi limo man jeremy same guy that drinks a lot of cisco you know it's impossible to find cisco now is it really yeah it's impossible you can't find it it. probably because it has formaldehyde in it i mean people still drink it they still have a website for those of you who don't know what cisco is Cisco is a, well, it says on the label, this is not a wine cooler. Uh, so it doesn't actually call it itself but anything but malt liquor and pretty much just comes in colors. Red. Yeah, neon red. Their God, orange man. is neon orange. For those of you who want an experience, go find yourself a 750 milliliter bottle of Cisco. Now here's the trick, and I'm going to give you the old Cisco shuffle style right here that I learned from Dan Major, who was a fisherman. He's actually in North Carolina right now with his new boat coming back. The trick is you take the cap off and don't smell it. Because you're going <laughs> to up the minute you smell the shit. It's just going to make your stomach hurl. But you got to get it down in three drinks and hold it. If you can do that, you will go from sober to blackout drunk to hungover and passed out asleep in about 14 minutes. It was Four Locos before Four Locos was a thing. Oh, God, that stuff was nasty. So anyway, we're here talking. What are we talking about today? Oh, we can talk about Seattle. 
uh, last weekend was an adventure. I hate Seattle. The I hate this post COVID. <laughs> we well, have- listen, man. I don't remember much of last weekend. Well, on on Thursday, you called to tell me that you had COVID, which yeah. was which was awesome. You had yeah. barely tested positive that day. And you know what's funny is I took a I, I had to take a test strip, even though I'd been vaccinated. I took a test strip the next day and it came back negative. Wait, seriously? I dead serious, man. Wait, you took a test strip on Friday. I did on Friday. Because when Before, I called you, you were coughing oh no, l- uh, lungs out. No, I'm sorry, Sunday. Oh, so we Sunday. Were, so we got together Saturday. We did get together Saturday. Sunday morning, I took a I took a home test before I hit the airport for Nashville, and I was negative. Oh shit! So really? my theory my theory of drinking it out of your system is an accurate one. That's not that's not accurate. That's not how it I, works. There's, there's some very sound scientific proof right now that says maybe that's an accurate way to go. One person drinking hey. who drinks well, all the time, by the way. First off, uh, I'm not, not today, drink- which is yeah. yeah. I actually have been drinking in like I don't know five six days now. Weren't you Tomorrow. barely you were bar- you barely came back from Nashville. I flew back Thursday. So you right? were drinking on Wednesday. Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. No. Oh, no, dude. I hit the airport. Like, cause I had my, I, cause I was with uh, the, the people that want to hire me in Nashville. I think I was there all day Wednesday and I was the, the most hurtful situation I'd ever been in in my entire life. Like I, 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 I took everything I had not to throw up the entire, every interview, like the 14 people, 15 people I met, the, everybody, it was bad. And I was like, I'm not drinking like that. I went back to the apartment that night and I was like, dude, I could barely get to sleep. Like I just, just nauseated. And the next morning I'd fly out. So I was like, I'm not drinking tonight. And then not at the airport. No, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's been like, I don't know, four or five days, maybe six. Oh, good for you. Congrats. Either way, it might be a new record. How, how does your liver feel? Refreshed? I don't know, man. It's been dead for years. <laughs> how about those kidneys? Filtering yeah. everything out as they should. Yeah. I've been drinking so much water lately, like good, Aquaman. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gearing up for my next round at Nashville and New Orleans this week. Oh, uh, you know, as you should prep, prep in advance. <laughs> yeah, it's Liver Olympics. You got to, you know, you got to put the work in. So I called you Friday. You're coughing yeah. uncontrollably. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to take some cough medicine. I'll let Allergy. you know how I feel. So I'm like, I was thinking, should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go? I'm like, fuck it. I bought these tickets. I'm going to go. I, I got a hotel. I'm like, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. So I booked my hotel. I get to the airport. I call you like three <laughs> times. You barely pick up the third time. And I'm like, Hey, I'm flying up. You're like, yeah, all right. I can depend on you. You're going to pick me up at the airport. Right. You're like, yeah. So I get, I take the three hour flight. This is my first fail. This should be <laughs> I've never failed this way. Well, go ahead. So I, I fly in. I call Just you. Just want to know this is my first fail ever. Go ahead. Uh, you have history but it's fine not with you every time you've been at the airport i picked you up oh okay airports yes yeah but when you've yeah, been like the- hey hey i'm on my way but we're gonna hang out and then you're like oh dog i fell asleep well that happens too i mean i'm old and fat what do you want from me nah, these this was all younger days when you were like uh, younger and more spry i was rusting up <laughs> so i get to the airport i text you i'm here no answer call you <laughs> Call you, no answer. Yeah. Call you again, no answer. I'm like, oh, he's done. He's sick. The COVID, the COVID definitely wiped him out. He killed him. He's he passed out. He took another nap. His lungs collapsed. Now, now, granted, I have a history of picking up Darian every time. I the Phoenix Airport. I was 
nearly belligerent when I pulled up to pick you up. I was helping a lady put her <laughs> luggage in her car. You yelled at me, quit being a good Samaritan and yeah. get in the fucking car. <laughs> She's like, what do you say? I'm like, oh, he's he's fine. I'm I'm just going to go. <laughs> but in the defense, that did start probably one of our better trips because that's when we discovered Mill Street. Which one was, was Mill Street? Mill Street. So we started at Gordon Beers on the in the uh, crow's nest right there in the corner overlooking Mill Street for ASU with everybody on the street. And that's where we found uh, Patio Grady's. Um, yes. All the, yeah. Patio Grady's was, was nice. That, that was a night. Yeah, it was. That's when that's when that's when you worked for GB, right? Yeah, yeah, I was there doing some stuff for him mm. for But yeah, I mean, I uh, let's see, I think I picked you, I only really picked you up, I think, drunk a couple times, once or twice, right? Well, uh, Phoenix Dobson's I, where I fell out of the car. I'm talking airports, though. Oh, my bad. Nashville, the first time, oh, I was sober. The second time, I was sober the second time. time, no, the first time you weren't. No, the first, that's right. I stopped at the brewery at Tennessee Ale Works and I was eating mussels and drinking delicious beer. And then you landed faster than I expected you to. And I was like, <laughs> you let, yeah, you're playing out of like 20 minutes. Early. We're off topic here. All right, back to Seattle. So, you know, I, I'm i like, okay, I'm on my own tonight. So took that $50 lift because apparently Lyft fucking loves the Seattle airport being 20 miles outside of the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. SeaTac's in a bad in a bad spot. It is. It's in the worst place. Yeah, it's in the worst place. Yeah, and the neighborhood around it's so grimy. Like you don't want to walk anywhere. I stayed at one of the hotels by the by the airport the last time I was in the city. Was it an hourly hotel? It might as well have been. It was. It was a travel lodge. It smelled yeah. like smelled like bo. The yeah. bed the bed looked like some guy with with like heavy perspiration problems slept in it. I was <laughs> looks like a sweat angel. It wasn't. Yeah, it it actually did. It wasn't the best hotel I've ever stayed at. Well, you know, might not might not be the worst hotel I've ever stayed at either, though. I've no, stayed I've in got... some shitty Central California hotels. Oh, dude, I had one on my drive, my second drive back to Nashville. I stayed at the board on the border of Texas and Oklahoma, and man, I don't even remember the name of this fucking hotel, dude. It was so it was it was Shamrock fucking Texas, man. And I get in the hotel. I was like, this place is gross. Like I didn't take my flip-flops off. I was like, I want to take a shower, but man, it looks like, like it didn't have ring around the fucking, it was just black, man. It was like smelly and slimy. And I was like, cool. I go out to the car. I grab like two blankets. I lay one over the bed for me to sleep on top of. And then one over me. And it's like, I think it's like 1130 at night. Something like that. Like, yeah, it's like going on midnight. I finally get some sleep and it's 2am and I hear gunshots. And I'm like, what? I spring out of bed. I'm like, what the fuck? I look out the window and there's probably like 30, yeah, like 30 bikers and they're all in this fucking parking lot of this hotel and they've got empty beer cans and bottles on random people's cars shooting them off in the pouring down rain. I was like, fuck that. I grabbed my shit. I got in the car and I just fucking bunked out. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I ended up in Oklahoma at like some gas station where I pulled over, like took a one hour like nap because I was just, I was like shook. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Just gunshots everywhere. Huh? It was uh-huh. nuts. Welcome to Texas. Yeah, it was well. This, it's, it's not like Dallas or Austin. I mean, Austin's cool. This was like some middle of nowhere kind of shit. Anyway, so Saturday, yeah. I I go to Pike's place. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. I I go to some brewery over there. I forget what it's called. Unimportant. Beer was okay. Food was. I, all I had was, was pretzel balls. So I didn't really have like a good solid. 
I didn't set a base. I didn't no, I did not set the the base for the for the alcohol that we were gonna be drinking. Uh I meet you at where did it ah uh, some place that had like I don't know 40 taps, like 300 bottles. And you had to show your fax card to get in there. And you have to show your fax card everywhere in Seattle, though. Everywhere I went, I had to show my fax card. That's why I was so happy being back in Nashville, man. I didn't wear masks. Nobody gave me shit. It was just great. Like, this is so normal to me. It was. Anyway. Don't don't spread misinformation. No, it's true. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Like, the only place that required my mask was the airport. Once I was out, dude, that was it. I was done. But I, what was the name of that place? It was... um. I parked across the street. I got inside. You weren't there. I slammed a 14% Belgium, uh, Belgium quad. And then I was halfway through my second beer when you came in. Well, I had, I had walked by it like three times because I was trying to find it, but Google maps keep telling, kept telling me to go straight. And then when I turned around, go straight, but it was actually like on the left-hand side across the street on another side street. And I was just like, all right, I guess this is the way things are going today. That should have been I like my, my first hint that things are going to go off the rails. I was the crazy one who just looked for the sign on the door. Well, you know, I, I was yeah. listening to music and Google oh, Maps was was in my head. So makes sense. So we we, we have some beers there. I'm well, like, not very good, right? No, but five, five yeah, four or five. Well, yeah, so that'd be one extra for me because I shotgun that one before you got there. So, but yeah, okay. So not, not much. Yeah, but I had already been drinking. Right. Yeah. And I was on cough medicine. <laughs> the PM stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because you, if you're going to drink, you might as well hit the, the Tylenol you know, PM. Yeah. I mean, you might as well do half a bottle of that. You know, Because <laughs> <so. laughs> no, no, nothing bad has ever happened in that scenario. No, never. Anywho. <laughs> so then we're like, oh, you know, let's go somewhere closer to Capitol Hill. Well, that and the bartender was a douche. Uh, the second one was pretty cool. He was telling us Very places cool. to go. Yeah, you didn't, was... you didn't like you didn't like the first guy. No, well, I don't like anybody from Seattle. Everybody here's everybody is everybody everybody's super cool. I feel like you just don't like. How was our bartender? Which bartender? The first bartender we had. Eh, you know, he's just yeah. <laughs> he's he's he's, from he's, he's a Seattle guy. He's. <laughs> And they're slightly different. It's a different vibe. It's 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 not a southern vibe. It's not a southern California vibe. It's a it's, it's a, a Seattle, Seattle vibe. And I find this vibe, and I don't vibe. Mm, it's it's not your thing. It's not. You know who do would do well here? Corey. Corey. Corey would do well here. Corey would. Because he'd fit right in with the homeless. <laughs> I was gonna say he'd fit right in with you know like the the emo, uh, the grunge kids. I was going with homeless because he's always broke. Uh, I, I was going to go grunge because, you know, he's kind of grungy. He's Well, he's grungy because he doesn't shower. He's not grungy like in the way you think of Pearl Jam. He's grungy like I wouldn't want to touch that guy. And anybody that slept with him most likely got something. Uh, you know, grungy. grungy. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. <laughs> no, Kurt Cobain was an artist. <laughs> Corey's an artist with his makeup. Again. For those of you who he's, are he's a makeup artist. His, have you seen his new Facebook picture? No, I have not. Okay. Are you so gonna are those, you gonna redirect people to his Facebook page again? Facebook picture, you gotta look up Corey Forshaw, C-O-R-E-Y-F-O-R-S-H-W. Don't fall for the trick of me giving you five dollars. I won't do it. But um, yeah, friend request him. Take a look. It's it's a good one. His bangs are like off to the side and come to a point, almost like a like a retarded Eddie Munster. <laughs> God, I can't say the R word. Uh, a mentally challenged Eddie Munster. <laughs> 
I, listen, I don't even know what's political in that moment. What do I, I want to really say? An off-centered uh, Eddie Munster, I suppose. And then uh, off-centered, I like that. Yeah, off-centered. You, yeah, you got a yeah, frittata Eddie Munster. Like you really got to read between the lines on those ones, I suppose. So, so anywho. from from that spot, we go yeah. to what was it? Red Hook's Pizzeria, Red, uh, Red Hook Lab. Beer Lab, beer which lab. the beer was really good. Yeah, the pizza yeah. was really good. Yeah, the people were cool. And then all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. You're like, hey, let's do shots mm. of tequila. That wasn't me. And that's not what I said. You looked at the bartender and you said, hey, can we get two shots of tequila? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't recall your permission on that one. I was just like, I'm going to dive in, see what happens. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the first time you kiss a, uh, kiss a woman for the first time. It's like, you don't really ask permission. You just kind of lean in and see what happens. So I leaned well, in with the tequilas. Well, you, you're supposed to gauge signals. And at, that, at no point did you try to uh-huh. gauge, gauge my signal. You're because talking about reading the room. Read the room. Well, everybody in the room was drinking. Yeah, so were we. We were drinking beer. Yeah, so I read the room and figured, all right, this is what everybody else would do. Well, you know. I, I didn't see anybody else drinking tequila. Well, that's because you were focused on your one shot that you didn't want to take. Had you been looking around, maybe you know you would have seen it differently. <laughs> so from Green. there, everything took a turn. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, my God. Yeah, that was the first gale wind of the hurricane, wasn't it? It, it was, yes. And it, we never hit the eye, the eye of the storm. It was no, just all stormy, was, choppy just, winds. Yeah, it was just class five winds from there on out. Because well, I, I remember the second shot, and I think our third beer and the pizza. And that's when my old sous chef from, from Nashville called me. And I walked outside for a minute to talk to her. And I was super stoked to hear from her. But I don't remember talking to her. I just remember, like, because she has this, like, she has the most amazing laugh. Like, her laugh just takes over the entire room. Like, that's just who she is as a human. And I remember when she called, I said something and she laughed. And that's the last thing I really remember about the conversation. So from but there, we, we closed really out. Really the last thing. Ever. From there, we closed out. Yeah. And we walked out. I think we walked around the corner and we went to another bar and we had a couple more beers. And that's where my memory started going in and out yeah and then in and out yeah the brownout started for real the brown i was definitely browning out yeah because i remember we left there i don't remember paying the tab but we left and then i somehow lost you along the way so i was walking down pike street oh we're that close to pikes well i think pike street is like this whole street right it's a whole street yeah that's right yeah yeah so i'm walking down and I'm calling you. I'm like, Adam, where are you? And you were freaking out. You're like, I can't find my car. I was like, okay, well, tell me where you are. You're like, I, I can't find the Jeep. I don't know where I am. I can't find the Jeep. And I was like, okay. And then I blacked out. I completely blacked out. And that's, I, I left. And I, I guess I just walked back to the hotel. And I was like, you're on your own and <laughs> I'm on my own. <laughs> well, I, I, so apparently I'd called some friends in Nashville and I explained to them that I was lost and couldn't find my Jeep. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. You're in Seattle and I'm in Nashville. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, but do you remember where I parked it? They're like, Adam, do you even know who you're talking to right now? And I was like, I'm just dialing numbers at this point. It's like the time I was blacked out in Idlewild and I called you scared because I was lost. That's right. You were on a curb across the street from the bar. From the bar that we were, that everybody else was at, but I couldn't find where I was. 
<laughs> Damn near crying. I'm lost. I'm scared. Help me. Help me, please. Oh, my God, dude. I was so... Oh, man, that was a bad night. Hold on. There's a lot of traffic. Let me move. Yeah, so Idlewild was a bad night, and I still blame my brother-in-law, Dave, for that. And, uh, and Buddha. Because, so, for the first time in my life, like, I've never... I think anybody that knows me knows that I've never done any, any drugs. I've never smoked pot. I've never done any of those things. And so for father's day, these clowns show up at my house in my truck packed. And I was like, what are you guys doing in my truck? And they're like, Oh, we're going to go camping for father's day. And I was like, that sounds like a terrible idea. And so we go to Idlewild, middle of nowhere, San Diego Depp mountains. And uh, we get there and, I was like, fuck, man. Like, we, we get in the car, and the first thing Dave does is he hands me a 22-ounce uh, stone IPA. He says, you've been stressed lately. you got to drink this on the way. I was like, all right. So I correct. I'm in the backseat. He's driving my truck. So I drink two of those, and I'm trying to convince him about how I find squirrels to be very untrustworthy. We get to Idlewild. We start setting up camp. I was like, man, I'm starving. And Buddha, who's a gigantic, gigantic pothead, says, hey, man, I've got, uh, I've got a brownie. I've got a couple brownies and some um, trail mix and uh, like granola bars. I was like, okay. So he hands me something to eat. I'm not paying attention. I take a gigantic bite. I was like, fuck, that tastes like fucking menthol, dude. That's fucking gross. <laughs> and I finished it in two bites and Buddha's like, he turns around and looks at me. He's like, where'd it go? I said, I just ate it. He's like, dude, that was a fucking hash brownie. I was like, why would you give me a hash brownie? I've never done this in my life. He's like, you ate the whole thing? He goes, I usually only eat half. I was like, oh, goddamn, here we go. <laughs> So we get, we continue to set up camp. We're drinking, we go out and I am just done. I am fucking blacked out. I don't know where I'm at. Somehow the guys find me sitting across the street. <laughs> I was real well hidden and we get back to camp and all of a sudden I'm sober, but I'm sitting in the, in the chair and I'm just throwing up. Like I couldn't, like I was sober. My vision was clear. And I remember like all of a sudden I just started remembering everything and I'm just throwing up but I couldn't stand up. My equilibrium was just gone. Buddha's crying over the top of me. Oh my God, I killed my best friend. I was like, <laughs> I can take your ass to sleep, man. Like get away from me. I'm going to fucking, I'll murder you in the morning. And actually it's funny because I ended up murdering them both in the morning. They were super hungover. They weren't, <laughs> they were nowhere near prepared. Buddha had on like Birkenstocks or some bullshit. And so I made him hike to the top of Suicide Rock. Are you serious? Yeah, like four and a half hour round trip hike on rocks. Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you ever gonna do that shit to me again? Lesson learned. Lesson fucking learned. Yeah, that was a that was a miserable day. Anyway, so uh, I don't know how I got home from downtown that day. Well, I guess the the lesson here is don't lose your wingman. Well, you ran away. I didn't mean to, but like, you should have kept up. I. I don't. I, I think I had gone to the bathroom, and the funny thing is, in in the time that I was looking for you, so, when I went back to the when I went back to the restaurant, I walk in and the and the girl's like, "Oh, there you are. Here's your card." I'm like, "What? I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking for my friend." And she's like, "Well, I don't know where your friend is, but I know where your hey, here's your card." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." So by the I I went back to the hotel. I crash out. And it's, I think it was like 6, 6.30. Like we were done early. And that was like an early day. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up at 11. And I look, I look I'm like, is it morning? Like, oh, do I have to check out? 
I look at my watch. It's it's eleven at night, and I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I guess I can I can go back out because I'm I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so so I went out. I went to that's the move. Had some terrible ganas on the tacos. Well, it's Seattle. Yeah, anywhere outside of San Diego, you're not getting good ganas on. I know. Well, L.A. There's some parts, but not many. Uh, yeah, L.A. L.A. Yeah, San 20- Diego. Yeah, the 28th Street open air, the uh, air market in L.A. has got some really good tacos on it. Anyway, go ahead. I think once you get to San Francisco, like uh, once you get north of L.A., it's over. Yeah, like sure. outside, I'm north of downtown. Not even like I mean, anything north of downtown, you're done. You're not gonna yeah. get there. Right. And for those of you who don't know, LA's a big fucking city. So once you're out of downtown, there's still a lot of cities ahead of you considered Los Angeles. All the way up to Magic Mountain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is garbage. Oh, you're hating on Magic Mountain? No, I'm hating on the area. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's... Although Santa, Santa Clarita, like that place came out of nowhere. The what? city that's right, it's just before Magic Mountain. Now it's this just gigantic city in the middle of the fucking California deserts. I don't Santa know. Santa Clarita. It's LA County. It's crazy. Like the last time I drove. The girls and I drove to Seattle from San Diego. I was like, what the hell is this? And it was just this. I mean, it was all brand new, all brand new buildings. It was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So I, uh, I on the other hand, have had, <laughs> it's funny you say that you woke up at 11 o'clock. Before I moved here from Nashville, I was, I was dating this girl that uh, uh, <laughs> we started day drinking, watching the last hurricane come through New Orleans. And we, there was this guy on YouTube who had a bicycle helmet and a hand cam. And he was in New Orleans trying to film this thing live on the YouTube stream. And we sat there just getting blackout drunk, watching this asshole run around with like roofs, like tumbling down the street in front of him and shit. We ended up passing out. I, I was some, I was in the bed. She, I guess she passed out on the couch and she came out like, she came out at one point. She woke me up. She's like, Adam, Adam. I was like, yeah, she goes, you never guess what time it is. I was like, I don't know, three. She goes, it's nine o'clock. I was like, oh, <laughs> dinner? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had those nights. So anyway, from Seattle, we uh, you went home and I went off to Nashville. Yeah, how was it? It, it was good, man. I, I mean, yeah, it was good. I got to see some people that I hadn't seen in a while. and Saw Corey's actual dungeon, which was like fucking freaky. Um, I, I appreciate that picture that you sent. Well, was, you know, I get that he's got like, 19 or 20 paddles that he made on his own but i like the ball gag is what the ball gag and the uh the the camera mount the, uh, you, know, you know what, what? that that's going to be this episode's picture there that you go picture or his picture there it is that's perfect if you could get his facebook picture and like cut I, it with i'm not i'm not going to do that <laughs> oh come on all right that's fine blowing up a spot and stuff um it was good i had an interview there uh because for those of you who don't know i'm trying to get back to the south um, Darian and I uh, are going to chase a James Beard Award uh, by building a restaurant, and uh, that's what this podcast is supposed to be about, but we never seem to talk about it. Um, so I was back in Nashville interviewing for one of the city's, like, one of their best restaurants. It's like a top 30 steakhouse in the country, uh, which is pretty, pretty amazing. And uh, interviewed well, did my stage, everything else. I got home, and the crazy part was, let's say taste Sunday, so Friday... I get a text message from somebody in New Orleans and I was like, all right, this is kind of out of nowhere. And they had my resume and they like vetted all my background and did all the research and wanted me to zoom with them uh, for what's arguably the best, one of the, the best restaurants in New Orleans to come run it for them. And so now I was like, all right, well, I just finished up here. And now these guys want me to fly back out 
to sign a, a massive offer letter. And now all of a sudden I've got Nor- Norland's ownership being like, hey, listen, man, you're our guy. Like, let's get you out here tomorrow if we can. I was like, well, I'm going to be in New Orleans. Maybe I'll just fly down after that. So this week I'll fly, uh, I'll fly to New Orleans first. And then from there up to Nashville. And I don't know, man, we'll see what happens. But it's been kind of a, it's been kind of a crazy whirlwind. Honestly. That, that New Orleans restaurant looks really, really, really yeah. good. Yeah. That menu is ridiculous. They're, and they already have like three James, three or four James Beard, like finalist nominations. So they know what they're doing. And for those who don't know what a James Beard is, it's the highest honor a chef or restaurant can get in this country. Like it's you, you went over that last time. I know, but for those who didn't listen to the last one, maybe. <laughs> Which, in all honesty, I can see why people might skip around on these episodes. This one, he's super drunk. Go to that one. Like I can see that. So <laughs> this one, he's over. That's he's inintelligible. Just let's just skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he said the same thing, which was the word the, like 19 times. So I feel like, and that took 20 minutes. And so in the, in the show. He's, he's slurring and I can't, I can't understand him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Some days it's worse than others, I'll admit. Uh, but I think we have a three drink maximum, right? On this show? Yeah, three drink maximum. Okay. Um, today I'm drinking coffee, so it's a coffee yeah, I day. Diet, I had a Diet Pepsi. I mean, as you should. Caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, well, my body runs on chemicals. It's it's more the aspartame than it is the actual caffeine. No, but if you get that New Orleans job for real, I'm the first thing I'm gonna do is book a ticket and go eat at that place because that menu is fucking amazing. Well, you know what's funny is Marcus uh, in South Dakota. He said if if I take that job in Nashville, the first thing he's doing is booking a flight for he and his wife to come in and eat there. Of course, yeah, <laughs> as he should, big baby, big baby. Well, I mean, we, do we well we met at a steakhouse, Barona. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so there's a special kinship up on, amongst that one. Oh man, yeah, yeah, dude. His, the way he tells that story is one of the greatest things ever, man. Like, we got to get him on the show one day to have him tell it because it's just fucking brilliant. Well, he's hilarious as well. So he is hilarious. He is hilarious. He misses kitchens a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes I there's there's certain days I miss I miss the kitchen. I don't know if I miss it. Oh, uh, because you're there all the time, so you don't have to. Yeah, it's like it's like missing your mom right now. You don't you don't have to miss her. You see her every day. I miss her with every shot so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the racist old old hag that she is. <laughs> Jesus, cry me, man. You know I love women. They're like I love men that love their moms. I'm like, well, you never met mine. You know, <laughs> and uh, I just you know I want to be frank with you. You wouldn't like the woman. She she saved me from drowning, so I'll never I'll never forget her. On, your head was on the step of the jacuzzi when you were like face up after a thirty rack. You weren't dying. Well, uh, you don't know. I could have been boiling to death. I could have boiled to death and just dehydrated in your jacuzzi. You did have the temp set at one hundred and fifteen degrees. So I was, I, w- I was sous veing myself. <laughs> you actually sous vide meat. It expands the fat uh, molecules inside the steak, so that when you get like a medium rare, it's medium rare from crust to crust, man. Like there's no color degradation. So you would have been beautiful when they cut you open. For the autopsy, they'd have been like, man, <laughs> this is medium rare through and through. How'd they do this? Oh, man. And then all signs would have pointed to me. For letting me borrow your swim trunks, even though you know I can't swim. And oh. after I had drank a 30-pack by myself. Didn't know you couldn't swim. It, I, uh, You know I can't swim. That's, that's well, been I, a... You, I did made, you made fun of me at the river for falling out of the tube. That water was less than knee deep, and you were panicking. <laughs> Yes, because I don't know how to swim, and I did not know how. How do you how not know deep? How- uh, you know, when you grow up in the coast, places, places without a pool, 
you don't really the co- like well, the coast. Yeah, but I'm I've never been a big fan of the beach. The beach isn't my thing. I can see that the beach isn't my thing either. You get all sandy and dirty, and you if you swim in the beach, there's like seaweed, and it's just like nah. Yeah, I'm cool. If I was drinking right now, I would make a, a ref being Hispanic. I but uh, I don't know what that means. This and, and you don't have to make the the reference. Can we bleep that? <laughs> you already you already made the reference. You can bleep it out. You can bleep it out. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna bleep it. I'm gonna leave it in. That's, that's only a joke between you and me. Um, we're off topic now. What the fuck are we even talking about today? Like this is going nowhere. I th- I think that's cool. Okay, but what's on your agenda? Like, didn't you have an outline? I think we actually hit the thirty minutes. Oh, have we? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I think, I, think right. if we, I think if we just set like a baseline yeah. like for people to like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. This is what they talk about. This is what Got it. Yeah. we're getting into. And then We should be able to denote these um, podcasts with an S or a D for sober or drunk. I can do that. I think it's a smart move. I've, I've, I, I write a description. I, did, did you see the Spotify, the Spotify no. link? Okay. No. Well, way to be invested. <laughs> I didn't. I've been traveling, man. I'm a world, you know, I'm a world traveler entrepreneur. Oh, that's right. You're you're Apparently. the next big chef in either Nashville or New Orleans. I thought after individual, not by women, but you know, whatever. By by restaurants, by restaurants, which is which, which is just as good. I think it's actually the most important part of this next step for me. Which I'm really, yeah, I told it to you before. Like we had this conversation yesterday, and you didn't believe me, but I had the co- same conversation with Marcus last night. And it's like I get that. You know, being here in Seattle as much as I hate it, and. and having my, my the, the girl I was just seeing cheat on me and, and leave for another, with another guy has given me like a better vision because I'm not like thinking about her and us. I'm just thinking about my next career step to get us closer to the goal of Hercules and Hemmings. You know, that's, that's the end game. That's the goal. Nothing at this point, I think I'm so driven that nothing's going to stand in the way. So uh, you'll have to listen to more podcasts to figure out what we're doing next. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is it. All right. Nice. I wish I was drinking right now. Well, I'm I mean, it's it's only what three in the afternoon. You still have the whole day ahead of you. I'm four hours behind. Four hours behind what? So when I was in Asheville, a very good friend of mine, um, I, I won't mention her name, said that as long as the mail has come, you're allowed to drink. As long as the yeah, as long as the mail showed up in your mailbox, you're okay to drink. It's Sunday. Okay. Mail mail never shows up on Sunday. That's the point. So because <laughs> it already showed up on Saturday, I would be good to go first thing in the morning. <laughs> The shit part was, man, my mail in Nashville used to show up at like 9 a.m. So I was like in the green at that point. I was like, all right, well, I guess it's according to her, it's 9, 10. Mail Wait, is that, a, is that a rule that you've like adapted adapted in your life? Yeah. So if I you mean, get the, why, why wouldn't you? So essentially you were happy that the mail showed up at 9. I was concerned. <laughs> I was, there were some days I was, I was a little concerned about it because, you know, uh, you have a hard day or a hard night the night before, you know, whatever's happened in your personal life. And you're like, oh, I guess I could have a cocktail today. And you're like, oh, I gotta wait for the mail. And then you realize it's already 9 10 and the mail's sticking out of the box. You're like, well, whiskey. So <laughs> you know, that's, that's how some, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had a, a couple days like that. And, uh, you know, some of my favorite days actually started with, uh, with a 10 a.m. wake up call like that. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we were hanging out at the apartment one day and I know we're over time, but she mentioned some song by Everlast off Whitey Ford Sings the Blues. I forget what song it was. And I was like, oh, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues. And she's like, what? I was like, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues. His whole, all the tracks on that. You've never heard that before? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, the song you were just talking about comes from Everlast, who created an album called Whitey Ford Sings the Blues or CD, depending on how old you want to be. And so I think it was like 
10 30 in the morning i was like fuck it man put on youtube we'll find whitey ford sings the blues let's open up the back door and we just started day crushing sitting out i won't drink that day. i think we we're drinking moscow mules mm. sitting on the back patio and we did the whole thing cover to cover and then we went out and got some fried fish because there's an amazing place on the street from my apartment for fried fish and then uh, i think we went back to just music and cocktails and then one of those amazing lightning storms came through but we we're too drunk to watch it and i think we just passed out on different couches um i, I thought you were gonna go for the porch there no i ended up closing the back door because we had to let eventually let the cats out of the bedroom mm, got it yeah see so you can't leave them in there too long because they'll piss and shit all over the place i had litter boxes in there oh so okay smart. yeah but yeah. one was a kitten at the time and you know he is the ceo of terrorism aka murder mittens and he will just start destroying things He's a model. That's what he call it, man. Murder mittens. That's what he's got. He just claws you out. So, the bitch. I hate that cat so much. I'm just, dude. I'm glad to go to Nashville. Okay, just leave that fucking thing here. Oh, that's, my, you're you're, you're going to abandon sister, your animals. People. My sister loves him, and he loves her. He prefers women to men, and I'm okay with that. I got to start with a clean start, man. I just got a Jeep. Bought a new Jeep. Wait, you bought a new Jeep? Silver Jeep. Already lifted, ready to roll. That's how I'm driving back. Shut up. 2016 Wrangler Rubicon. Ready to go. Three and a half inch lift on 35s. I thought you were going to wait. I thought you were going to hold on. I, it was a good deal. And I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I might as well do it now. It's either that and or I'm driving that bullshit Durango back. I don't think it's going to make it another cross country. And even <laughs> if it does, like I'm going back and reestablishing my life for what the third or fourth time in this season of things post-divorce. And so now it's like, ah, it's like, if I'm going to go back, man, I might as well like take something that I can drive down to the Gulch in by myself and then come back with a friend. Mm, I got right. you. Yeah. The Durango wouldn't do that. Right. But, you know, I'm still young enough. And, and I think the next round I got, I'm not going to dip below the thirties. I think 28, nine is the cutoff. You think? No, for you. Sure. Well, I'm a very young, very young soul. Yeah. Super young. You're very young at heart. Yeah. I just find some, I don't know. Well, thirties, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll play by ear. All right. Well, listen, we're over time. Yes. Okay. All right. I will. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you later. I'll catch you next time. Next week. Yes, sir.